Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Hey, guys. Uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell. Robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. Real, real exciting. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch Wildcard Casino giving away large model RC 104 Starfighter. If you don't want it, they're going to give you nearly $28,000 in cash instead. Make sure you're up there for the grand prize drawing on March 26th and 27th. But you also probably have to be up there earlier to qualify for it as well. You can get finalist entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings, or you can redeem players' points. Plus, they have a sports book up there, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, Meso, the deal is done. Barring the physical, I can't imagine that's going to be a big problem. Broncos have traded Russell Wilson in a fourth-round pick. Or, or traded for Russell Wilson in a fourth-round pick. The Broncos give up a pair of first-round picks, one this year, one next year. A pair of second-round picks, one year, one this year, one next year. But the Broncos keep their second-round pick for the Von Miller trade with the Rams. They give up a fifth-round pick as well. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. Today might be the biggest day in NFL history outside of a game being played with Wilson and Rodgers both making news today. Can you think of a day that's actually bigger than this? You can make the case Peyton Manning changing teams. But that was only one thing. You're talking about multiple things here. Yes, I am. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I would have said back to you. When it, like, We're talking about an off-season day. So that's a, I think that's the key thing here. Yes. Not a, not a game day. Right. Biggest day in NFL history. Non-game day. Yeah. Um, I, 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 there's not one that comes to mind when it comes to a confluence of moves. Other than I would say, other than a game day or draft day, like just an, a day on the calendar, Mar- March eighth. I mean that it's a it's a date that we're going to remember around here. After it's, six years, the Broncos became relevant again. We we have made this comment quite a bit, which is rarely do you see free agent quarterbacks changing teams. Mm-hmm. Very rarely, um, simply for the fact that. If a free agent quarterback is really, really good, or he's about to become a free agent, that guy's going to be tagged, or he's going to wind up coming back. There are some exceptions. Most teams aren't stupid enough to let go of a quarterback like that. And some teams are just dumb enough to keep a guy that's very good because they're so afraid mm-hmm. that if they move on from that guy, they have to start all over again. Yep. So with that, I mean, guys who were... Drew Brees was a trade or a free agent move. Was it a trade? Uh, to New Orleans. To New Orleans. I can't free agent move. Free agent move. Because remember, Miami wanted him right. for a while, but he didn't pass the physical. Okay. With the move that could exchange history because then Nick Saban might never have gone to Alabama. Right. And yeah. then you have Peyton Manning, a free agent move. Yep. Can you think of a trade where a future Hall of Fame quarterback was traded? I don't want to use the word in his prime because Russell Wilson 
has played 10 years in the league. Mm-hmm. But then again, he's still playing at a very high level. Over his last five years, 131 touchdowns and just 31 interceptions. He's still playing at a very high level. So can you remember a bigger trade for the quality of player, usually a quarterback, and the haul of compensation the other team got in return? Now, you can make the case for Matthew Stafford, a pair of first and a third. But I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford does not have the same cachet, does not have the same resume as Russell Wilson. No. And actually, it's not even close. I mean, Matthew Stafford has one Pro Bowl appearance, even this past year, in 13 years. Russell Wilson has been the Pro Bowl nine times in 10 years. Right. And yeah, I know Pro Bowl, is that the be-all, end-all metric? No, but... When one guy has been nine times and the other's been one and they're in the same conference, that tells you that you're talking about a different level of player here. Right. I mean, Russell Wilson, if he just had up and decided to retire today, probably a Hall of Famer already. Oh, no question. Yeah. And he, at, and he being a quarterback, 33 years old is prime. I mean, now we're seeing what we, with a lot of these great quarterbacks, what we call like a second prime that starts at age 35 and can go to 40 and beyond. Ask Tom Brady, ask Drew Brees about that. This is, with all respect to the Champ Bailey, Clinton Porter deal, which was at the time the first trade of Pro, Bowl, Pro Bowler for Pro Bowler coming off the previous year in... Um, in, I believe, 29 years when that happened. It was considered the biggest trade in generation. This is a bigger trade. Right, and this, you know this what? This is, I think, the biggest, this is the biggest trade in modern football history. Well, you can make the case, if you want to, for Herschel Walker. Yes. And the reason why I say that is, is that in 1988, he ran for over 1,500 yards. That was a running back league, in theory, mm-hmm. back then. And then he wound up going to Minnesota. The hall that the Cowboys got in return far greater, I believe, than what the Broncos gave up. Yep. However, Herschel Walker had one great season. Really, he had one great season his whole career. Maybe two. If you look at the body of his work, he do you know he only had two 1,000-yard rushing seasons? That's it. His whole career. Mm-hmm. And one of those was 1,500 yards. Let's talk about the guys, the... Um, the Broncos gave up. How big of a deal is it? Drew Locke. Not a big deal. Shelby big, Harris. Big deal in the short term, but he's on the other side of 30. Did, did they have a replacement for him, you believe? I think they're going to find that in free agency, yes. I think they will, too. Like you, keep 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 your eye on the name of Keem Hicks. I think it's somebody they'll take a look at. Okay. And then Noah Fant. I think you and I feel differently about it. Yes, I think you don't think it's a big deal. The it's one, not that I don't think it's a big deal. Well, I, it's not that I don't think it's a big deal. What I'm saying is I understand Noah Fant's numbers. I get it. And I think he would probably thrive with a guy like Russell Wilson. And for Noah Fant to put up the numbers that he did with a bunch of middling quarterbacks throughout the short amount of time he was here, Impressive. He's about to have another middling quarterback situation in Seattle. But there was something about Noah Fant that, honestly, I just felt he wasn't 
here, I'll put it to you this way. He wasn't a game changer. Yeah. He, I think in all the years he was here, he maybe made four or five plays tops where I said, wow. And I think the other and thing. That's not, yeah. that's not, that's not enough. And this is the other thing you have to consider here. I'm just going to r- run through some of the names at tight end on the free agent market. All right. Rob Gronkowski. Mm. And like we said earlier in the show, worst he can say is no. You give him a call. Right. Zach Ertz, veteran, was traded to Arizona, could be available. Tyler Conklin of the Vikings. Jared Cook, who had a good season with the Chargers this past year. CJ Ozoma, who had a pretty good season with the Bengals this past year. Gerald Everett uh, with the Seahawks. Evan Ingram, prolific pass catcher when healthy with the, with the Giants. And a guy that I really like who is kind of stuck on the depth chart uh, in Indianapolis, but is productive when he gets on the field. And he's a converted basketball player. It's Mo Alley Cox. And if you want to bring in a tight end who could, and, and bet on and bet on a guy on the come, that's somebody I think you think about. But that being, but with all that, I don't think replacing Noah Fant is going to be as difficult as it might seem. And you've got a good draft class. Maybe you can't get Trey McBride out of Colorado State, but you could probably get Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin, another guy who had a really good Senior Bowl week. You know, a lot of people have debated who got the better end of the deal, right? I think the Broncos got a great end of the deal. They, they got a future Hall of Fame quarterback who's still playing at a high level. And it hurts emotionally a little bit. Like, it hurts to lose Shelby Harris. He's a good dude. Great dude. He led the team in sacks this past year. Yep. I mean, you think about how there were times the last few years you'd look around and there were guys that, let's face it, maybe quit a little bit, right? That happens when you have a losing team. One guy who didn't quit was Shelby Harris. I agree. He's, he's got a high motor all the time. Right. And he will go to Seattle where they're probably in for a frustrating year, and he's going to have that same motor and that same engagement there. I, I don't – I. I feel that that's the only bad part of this day. I think for the Broncos is losing somebody like Shelby, who real and we talked about this off air last year after Von Miller was traded, really stepped up as a leader on that team. Right. With that, did you think it was going to cost the Broncos three first round picks to get Wilson? Because I did. I thought it would cost the equivalent of three first round picks, and in the end, you can say. Noah Fant, even though we disagree on his value, mm-hmm. Noah Fant has a lot of value around the league. Two more years of team control at cost control. One of the top 10 tight ends in terms of pass catching production the last two seasons with what we mentioned, the shortcomings at quarterback. So... I would argue that Fant probably checks in as the equivalent of a late first round pick in this in this matrix. So the tr- I think it ended up being about what you were expecting. The wild card in this is I didn't know what kind of value Drew Locke was going to have, and I don't think he had a lot of value. But Drew might have saved you a draft a a day two draft pick. Like he might have saved you a third round pick in this trade. Because Seattle, they're gonna draft somebody in all likelihood, but they'll probably get give him a look. And don't forget, you when you do have Shane Waldron running that offense and it's the Kubiak Shanahan offense that they're running out there, there's probably gonna be some thought that maybe they can do what Scangarello did back in twenty nineteen and try to get back on track. I've heard more than a few people say the Broncos had the fourth best quarterback in the division yesterday. And now they only have the third best quarterback in the division 
today. Are you buying that? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, got to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. Got all the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV. But that's not all. They install everything. And if you need something aftermarket, they're going to take care of you as well. Big box stores, they don't sell you something aftermarket. It has to be brand new. Jerry, the owner at uh, Colorado Off-Road from Littleton, businesses in Littleton, his theory is this. He wants to get you what you want, not what a big box store tells you what you should have, which is something that absolutely is going to be more expensive. You need to go with Colorado Off-Road. They are Colorado-grown, Colorado-owned. That's Colorado Off-Road. Upfit today. Go to cooffroad.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmurosport.com. AFC West, a buzzsaw, now features Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. You can make a case. All four of those guys are top 10 quarterbacks in this league right now. Yesterday, the Broncos by far and away had the fourth best quarterback in the league. I've heard some people suggest the Broncos have only upgraded to having the third best quarterback in the division. You buying that? Second best. Better than Herbert. Yeah. More accomplished, no question. More skins on the wall, as Pat, as uh, John Fox would say. I would agree. Um, More talented? Equally talented, different kinds of talent. Herbert hasn't won anything. You're absolutely yeah. right about that. I mean, that's one thing, like, that's one thing to consider here as talented no as, as Justin Herbert is. He had a team that had some flaws like some of Russell Wilson's Seahawks teams had. And Wilson was able to get those teams to winning records in the playoffs. I mean, the only losing record Seattle had on his watch was this past year when he was hurt and missed a good chunk of the season. So you kind of have to go with what you know. And the other thing that you know is that quarterbacks – in this day and age, if they're at a high level, they tend to stay there well into their 30s. So I think I, I, just because Russell Wilson's going into year into year 11 and Justin Herbert's going into year three, it's not like Wilson's set to suddenly fall off the cliff. He should still have great years in front of him. I would agree. And so that's why I can't at this moment logically say that Herbert is better than Wilson. Right. Herbert, You know, Herbert had some chances, right? Had some close, tight games. Couldn't close it against the Raiders. You know, couldn't, you know, 
there were a couple other games this year, the Chiefs game in overtime where they lost the the coin flip. They they, they lost you know they lost close at home. Now one now one thing that could hurt him is he didn't have a home field advantage like Russ had in Seattle. But right now you ha- I think on the body of work you still have to take Russ over Herbert. We've had this discussion many times, but now add somebody else to the mix. You have a conference that features Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, former MVP Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow, who just led his team to a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert. Derek Carr, he's a top 10 guy. Whether you agree or not, just go look at the numbers. He's a top 10 guy who actually led his team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then we don't even know what Trevor Lawrence is going to do. What really puts a wrench in the toughest division in football, and arguably one of the toughest divisions in football history, mm-hmm. is the fact that you can make the case, if you can get the number one seed... God bless you. Get the number two seed. That's still iffy. Remember, Tennessee got the number one seed because they're not in a very strong division. And that division, by the way, is on the schedule for the AFC West this year. The AFC West is paired with the AFC South and the NFC South in interdivisional and interconference play. The NFC South right now with... Tom Brady leaving the Buccaneers with New Orleans losing Sean Payton, Carolina looking like a mess right now, and Atlanta clearly in a in a retooling phase. That looks like a wasteland. And the AFC South, a lot of question marks still. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to eventually be good, but it might take some time. And the Titans by far the best team in that division. Indianapolis has a great running back in Jonathan Taylor. They're in flex of quarterback because they're moving on from Carson Wentz in all likelihood. But what I'm saying is this, the AFC South and the NFC South might be cannon fodder. And the key to winning this division, as much as just treading water against your divisional opponents, is going to be what kind of score you run up against the AFC South and the NFC South. I would say for the Broncos, for example, to feel good about their playoff chances in those eight games, they need to go seven and one. Winning a game against those two divisions is going to be like holding serve with the exception of the Tennessee game. I'll give you the one advantage the Broncos have. They have a fourth place schedule. Yes, they do. So they play, for example, or, right. or, or they play, my bad. Or, I, let, me, let me Wait, go through I messed it. up. I messed up. I'm sorry. They don't play the NFC South. They play the NFC West. Okay, with that. With that. They play Seattle. But the, the, the Broncos these, get Carolina. The, the, okay. These, by the way, the Broncos go to Seattle this year. Don't think for a minute that game will not be on national television. And they go to LA for right. the Rams, which, which might be your Thursday night opener. Especially if Vaughn winds up coming here. Right. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. But you look at the Jets, the Panthers, uh, the Jaguars. What they they get everybody in the AFC South. Okay, so hold every- on. Let me just finish. Oh, I know, I know. But I'm the saying te- the Texans. Those should be four layups right there. But you've already started. The Jaguars and Texans are on everybody's schedule in the AFC West. That's fine. But the thing that the the, the game there are the games that are based on being in fourth place. For the for the Broncos mm-hmm. are the Jets, yep, the Panthers, and Baltimore. Yeah, I, Baltimore's I, I, a little bit of a bad break. I, I, I said those. Yeah, I, but I, no, I but the those. AFC South that does that's not a difference making thing because everyone in the West gets them. You look at for example, everybody gets the Jets. 
No, they don't get no the That's AFC right. South. No, everybody in the AFC West gets the AFC you. South. Okay. But from the AFC East, for example, yep. the Chiefs get the Bills, right? And the Raiders get the Patriots, right? And the Broncos get the Jets. That's and and that's where you start looking at. Okay, these are the these are the difference making matchups. The one again bad break the Broncos got is I don't expect the Ravens to be a last place team again. Do right. you? No. But that's just how the tiebreaker worked. Okay. So with that, I think the winner of the AFC West will have a difficult time getting the number two seed. Forget about the number one seed. As I said at the top of the show, the Buffalo Bills were the second biggest beneficiary of this Russell Wilson trade because the Chiefs are going to have a difficult time fighting for the top spot in the conference and the Bills get their own division. They get six of those games and I understand they play the Patriots. Let's say they split. That's still five and one. That's right. And then you look at Tennessee. They're going to have, they're going to have Tannehill. They're going to have a, you would think a healthy Derek Henry. So, and they were the number one seed. I think they, if they do what they did last year, they're probably fighting for the number two seed. And Indianapolis, they don't have a quarterback. The game that might decide the number one seed in the AFC is Tennessee against Buffalo. And then you have, by the way, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers who don't have a quarterback. You have the Cleveland Browns who always seem to be in flux. Mm-hmm. You have the Bengals who just went to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And what else do you have left? In that division, the Ravens. And you have the Ravens, and who that they will be competitive. They will, they will not have a losing record next year. I'm sure I, they won't. Yeah, but the point is, you're going to have these teams beat. And, I, and by the way, I hate that. I grew up in Big Ten country. Yeah. It really bothered me when when I heard people say, "Living in Big Ten country," and I went to a Big Ten school. Well, the reason why the Big Ten isn't so high in the standings because they're all so good and they all beat up on each other. No, there are two teams that are always really good. Michigan, generally speaking, and Ohio State, and Iowa's good every once in a while. Wisconsin is usually very good, but I'm sorry they're not Ohio State. And when Michigan is on, Michigan's Michigan. But Wisconsin's often doing what Tennessee does in the AFC South, right? Because they're in the West. Right. And because Iowa is kind of back and forth, and because Nebraska never materializes the power that everyone expected— Wisconsin has won the Big Ten West more than anybody else. The, the point yes. is, the point is with the AFC West, it's going to be really hard to win that division. You're going to be, you're going to have a tough time getting the number one or the number two seed. Mm-hmm. And the Broncos, to get to the Super Bowl, might have to do it as a wild card almost every single year. Yeah, almost every year they're going to have to do it as a wild card. I'm not saying they won't win a division. Let's just try and beat the Chiefs once, right? I think the you look at sort of how the, you expect the next several years to go. Let's say Russell Wilson is the Broncos quarterback for the next seven years. All right. Very possible, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a fair expectation. Two division titles, four years as a wild card, and another year where you just, in a, in a, in a stacked division, maybe you just happen to be the odd team out that's nine and eight and goes for and finishes in fourth place. Which I could see happening. I could see fourth place in the division still having a winning record. Right. And I do think there may be a year, and it could be this year, where you will see all four of those teams make the playoffs. I think you will see that as well. 
A lot of it depends on New England. A lot of it depends on do the Colts find a quarterback. A lot of it depends on uh, also Josh McDaniels with the Raiders because there that's a right. that is a pun intended. That is a wild card. That is right. a rogue element because if Mc, we know McDaniels is a talented offensive mind. Yep. If he has learned the right lessons about people management, right from his from his previous time in Denver, they will be a good team. They will be a winning team. Yeah. I mean, who, I agree. Who's this? I mean, maybe the Chargers become the odd team out in this. Yeah. I mean, well, they, they have the quarterback. They just don't have the pieces around that have been able to put it together. And on the defensive side, they're a mess right now. Right. And they have a defensive head coach, which is all the more interesting. Coming up after the break, a couple hours after the Russell Wilson announcement, a uh, picture posted on Twitter of Von Miller and Cortland Sutton smoking cigars. Used to be teammates. Could they be teammates again? Von Miller hinted multiple times yesterday he wants to come back to Denver. Now that Russell Wilson is in the fold, is Von willing to take a hometown discount? And are the Broncos really willing to bring him back? I think we have a little bit more clarity today. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP. Dot com. You skip Bayless fan uh, there, Danny? Not really. Nobody really is. How about you, Mace? No. Well, you might I, mean, like, I wonder who is. Well, you might like what he just uh, tweeted out. Uh, Denver just stole Russell Wilson from Seattle. Congrats, Broncos. Condolences, Seahawks. So you may hate him, but I bet you like that tweet. Uh, stop the clock is right twice a day. Did you see the exchange between Mina Kimes and the Arizona Cardinals? Yes. I thought that was hilarious. That was there's awesome. Mina Kimes is a noted uh, Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks fan. And right. she so is they not happy about her. the trade today. They checked in on her. They said, "Are you okay, Mina Kimes?" Right. And she responded with a picture of Russell Will- or of uh, Kyler Murray in an Oakland A's uniform and asked if they were okay. And then <laughs> Kyler Murray got in on it and he quote tweeted her tweet and said, "Oh, stop!" So it was pretty funny. Yeah, but, I thought that was a good exchange. By the way, this was Mina Kimes' reaction to the trade initially on Twitter quote. Coping update. Draft Malik Wilson number nine and just see what happens. I can't do a lock season. <laughs> Let's at wow. least get weird. By the way, <laughs> did you see what the Seattle Seahawks Twitter feed put out today? It was kind of in response to what the Broncos did, because the Broncos they can't the Broncos can't say anything on their official right. feeds until March sixteenth, start of the league year. Right. So they put a gif out of Wilson the volleyball. Tom right. Hanks like putting the lip on the on the on the blood on the volleyball. Right. And then the Seahawks a few hours later yeah. took a scene from later in the film right. cast away. Right. You know, Wilson, where when when Wilson falls off the, the raft and floats away. Right. 
and but they had to delete it. So I'm guessing yeah. what happened there, knowing how these things work from having worked inside a couple of NFL organizations, mm -hmm. is that it went up the chain, but it didn't go all the way up the chain organizationally. Yeah. And probably it went up the chain on the business side. And they said, do it. And then probably that I bet you was a call from the GM or the right. head coach saying, what the bleep is this bleep? Take right. it down. By the way, to me, the most interesting story of the day about the Russell Wilson trade happened to me, of all people. You. About 30 minutes after the trade. I'm kind of a big deal. My daughter, who is in eighth grade, who will be the first to tell you she isn't a football fan, mm -hmm. knows almost nothing about football, texts me at school, Dad, is it true the Broncos got Russell Wilson? And I'm thinking, apparently that's how far-reaching this story is, where my daughter actually cares about Russell Wilson coming to the Broncos. Apparently it was all the rage at her middle school today, and people could not stop talking about the trade that the Broncos made for Russell Wilson. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending, presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. All right, Von Miller hinted plenty yesterday about a, wanting to return to the Broncos. Uh, do you think he knew something yesterday that a lot of people did not? Oh, hell yeah. And I think he knows something a day as well because the follow-up on his Instagram story today was a picture of him with Cortland Sutton. Two of them look like they're about ready to go golfing. Yep. They've both got big fat cigars in their mouths. Right. Clearly celebrating. Okay, with that, yeah. do you think, it sounds like Vaughn would like to come back. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. That, and I do, don't think this is his usual kind of squirrel moment either. I think it's legit. Do you think the Broncos want him back as much as he might want to come back? I think they would like him back, but maybe not as desperately as Vaughn wants to come back. I agree. Even if he takes a discount. I mean, the degree... He of the would have to. The degree of the discount is interesting because if you really start trying to manipulate things and jam 20 pounds into a 10-pound bag, mm -hmm. and George Payton says you can't get enough pass rushers, right? do you start thinking about Vaughn Miller and... Vaughn Miller and Chandler Jones. Vaughn Miller and Harold Landry. Vaughn well, Miller and Hassan Reddick. Well, they go there. Uh, they have just gone all L.A. Rams. All in. All in. Would that be a bad thing? No. But I'll tell you what I would do if I'm George Payton. Vaughn Miller is a leader in the locker room. I, I'll say this. I don't think Vaughn feels comfortable in the role of being a leader. I don't. I think he feels more comfortable being the sidekick, meaning as a leader, second to DeMarcus Ware, second to Aaron Jones. I think he is more comfortable in that role. If you were, you know what, if you were doing uh, like a, a, a Star Trek bridge. Okay? I, I never saw the movie oh. or the show. Okay. But you know Captain Kirk, right? Is the I, I do know Captain Kirk. Vaughn is not Captain Kirk. No. Vaughn not. is Scotty, the engineer, who occasionally has a quip, but is not the person that is in charge. Right. And, and is very content to just run his engine room and not 
be the and not be the leader of the ship. That's that's kind of where Von Miller's, and that's okay. There's a place for that. What I was told when Von Miller was traded, the guys on the team were not happy about it. I'm not trying to suggest that at all, but there were more than a few guys on defense who were happy, not that he was gone, but they could take over the locker room because when you have a guy of Von Miller's caliber, you let him do the talking instead of you do the talking. Filling that void would be a Shelby Harris. Filling that void would be a Justin Simmons. I'm guessing I don't think it's a complete accident that Shelby Harris was traded today. If indeed Von Miller comes back, I'm not saying they didn't get along. I'm saying that they're two very different personalities. Well, you had different voices emerge down the stretch. And right. I think it was probably a good, a, thing. a healthy thing. It was Bradley Chubb was more of a voice, right? But now he was more of a voice. Just Justin Simmons has always had a voice, but really became right. The voice that, you know, he can be. And that's why if you bring back Von Miller, right. I do think you bring him back to a changed locker room on the defensive side. Because that is now Justin's defense. No question. And it should be. Right. And I don't, now that Vaughn hasn't been there for whatever it is, a half a season, I think because it's Vaughn's personality, he'd be happy with that. Yeah. I, I don't think that Vaughn wants to be the alpha dog. With that, if I am George Payton, I approach Justin Simmons and say, Do you really want Vaughn back? Yeah, I think so too. He is he is the leader of that. You know what? As as it is presently constructed, because Russell Wilson has not passed his physical, Justin, Justin Simmons. Simmons is the leader of that locker room. I actually in in something like this, I think a good general manager and a good head coach actually do go to a team leader and ask that. I hope on, he does. On some on something. Do you want at, Chandler Jones or do you want Von Miller? Don't assume what the answer is going to be. I'm not. No, I'm not talking about you. Oh. I'm talking about George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett. Don't assume that he might he might say, yes, absolutely, 100%. And that's my point. Go to him and, and get a real answer. At, you know, you especially George Payton, he knows what the dynamic was. I mean, right. look, there's... Even if they had not gotten Russell Wilson, I don't believe Drew Locke would have been the starter this year. They knew what the dynamic was. What right. they they knew what went on uh, went on every day. George Payton had access to data on Drew Locke that no one else did. With and that, his decision was they found him lacking. With that, we saw guys taking hometown discounts to come to Denver to play with Peyton Manning. We saw that with Tom Brady for sure mm-hmm. in Tampa. Patrick Mahomes is a young player. Josh Allen's a young player. A lot of young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I've never seen anybody take a hometown discount, discount to go play with him. No, dis- no discount double check for him. I knew you were going there. Okay. No one's taking a discount, if you've noticed, to play with Aaron No one's ever done it, to the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. And now it's if, a guy, if it's a guy Aaron wants, like Randall Cobb, he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think Russell Wilson has that type of cachet? Are the Broncos highly thought of enough with their roster and the overall who they are as an organization? Do you think some guys will be willing to say, you know what, I'm willing to do this? Or do you think they'd say, I'm not willing to do this, plus I'm not willing to go to that division? There are some that will. not, Maybe not to the degree of Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. but there are some who will. And I mean, I'll just kind of go through even the next, not just this year, but next year. I know 
I imagine J.J. Watt would take a discount to go play with his old college teammate. Yeah. Or not his college teammate, but his fellow Wisconsin alum. Yep. Russell Wilson. You know what? Because they were a year they were a year apart, but they're What's L2 they're doing the same, these days? They're What's in the L2? same they're in the same orbit. But Melvin Gordon, I mean, Melvin Gordon wanted to take a discount anyway. I think he might even chop a little bit off that price. I think he would too. And I th- and all along with Melvin Gordon, it's been very much they wouldn't mind having him back, but it's a price thing. It at this point now, I think Melvin will probably hit a point where it actually makes sense for it makes sense for that. It makes sense for them to bring him back. I look at a guy like Chandler Jones. He's 32 now. He has won a Super Bowl with New England. But maybe he wants to win one again. He's tired of the circus that is Kyler Murray. And don't forget also with Chandler Jones, you have somebody who, first of all, he's playing. He's played the best ball of his career yep. uh, in recent years as well. He's got a Super Bowl, but he would be a much more integral part of another team for which he won- he would win the Super Bowl. He's got, I believe, four Pro Bowl appearances, a couple couple of all pros. It's a resume that really could use a little bit more oomph. And if it gets that, we would be talking about Chandler Jones being in the Hall of Fame conversation. Because right now, like uh, you know, we talk, he's already got 107 and a half sacks, okay? Mm-hmm. He's been a he's been a Pro Bowler four times and All Pro twice. Another couple of years with double digit sacks, and if he goes to a place that wins a Super Bowl, Chandler Jones is going to put on a gold jacket. Right. And what would allow him to get there? I think Denver, and I think you and I are kind of hearing the same things. There's some interest there. I think that's that's the kind of thing that could work out. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? News out of baseball is Jeff Passan has a report on uh, more cancellations possibly in the future for the major leagues. And uh, also, finals and championships logos across sports. The NHL just made over theirs. Which sport has the best? That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed at Mace Denver, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. We have some breaking news coming out of New Jersey. Kale McCarr has set an avalanche record with an assist in 13 consecutive games. He passes the great Joe Sackick. McCarr did that against the Devils tonight. The Avalanche are leading New Jersey 2 to nothing. McKinnon, Rantanen both have goals. McCarr assisted Rantanen for the franchise best record in uh in the history of the franchise and it is a storied franchise uh for sure the avs lead again two nothing and darcy kemper he is getting peppered 14 shots on goal he has faced he's given up no goals he saved them all 
Yes, he has. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Jeff Passan of ESPN reports that the MLB will cancel another week of regular season games if no CBA is agreed upon by tonight. Funnily enough, the... Uh, the majors and Apple just announced that they will be partnering for Friday night baseball. If there is Friday night baseball to be played, where is your level of confidence that there will be MLB games played in 2022? It's high there. There will be a season. Um, I think the question is whether they're able to start this thing by May 1st or not, because of course you've got to have, you've got to have a four week run up to get the pictures, get the pictures ready to go. That I th- that I think is the question: Is do they start this thing by May- regular season by May first? I have five. They'll have a season. I have five words to describe how I feel about what's going on in baseball: Russell Wilson, Nikola Jokic, and Avalanche. That's how much I care. That's how much I care. Yeah. You got th- you got boy. The Broncos went from being in the, uh, you know. Being wearing the dunce cap to uh, being back at the head of the class pretty quickly, didn't they? They didn't have the dunce cap. The Rockies have held that title for a long no, time. No, they, they they and they and the Rockies were sharing the dunce cap. When you miss the playoffs five years and six years in a row, when you have five straight losing seasons, you're you're down there. Okay. And then today they changed that. Just in case you missed it, the NHL unveils a new reimagined Stanley Cup logo with a photorealistic design of the cup in the first makeover for the logo in 13 years. Which big four sport has the best championship logo, both historically and currently? Ooh. The NFL used to have great Super Bowl logos that reflected the host city that were creative, that were colorful and vibrant. They've gone to templates that barely change year to year over the past 12 years, and so they're awful. So the NFL went from being, I think, the best to the worst. I always liked the NBA Finals logo of the 80s and early and early to mid-90s, and now they've brought it back. The script with the fo- of the Finals, I think that looks elegant and classy. That's a great logo. I love that. Yeah. How about you? Russell Wilson. Yes, yeah, Danny and I this care is- about the aesthetics. You don't. <laughs> I don't. You yes. talked about him the whole show. You can't answer a question on a different topic at I, all. I, I'm, I'm like a guy who's gone on a first date, and I'm so smitten. I just can't get over it. <sighs> all right. Well, that's all I got. I, I, I like the, uh, the the NBA logo a lot. No, that's fine. If you don't want to talk about it, that's okay. No, I. We're I don't. I don't have another question on something about Russell Wilson. So I guess. No, that's it. I'm totally kidding. I like the MLB logo. Good. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Can we go NCAA? Yeah, the Final Four logos used to be great. You know what my favorite NCAA logo was? When it had IU, that logo on there. And I haven't seen that in decades. Well, the last time Indiana was in the Final Four was... 2003. Uh, 02. 2 excuse me. Yeah, made the finals, lost to Maryland. I know, that was a huge surprise, that the fact that they even got there. Yeah, because they, they upset Duke along the way. Yes. Yeah. Never should have fired Mike Davis. Listen, we we, we, we beat Duke <laughs> in 1987 when we won when we won the title. By the way, did you see the story about uh, the the 
Shashevsky that ESPN.com had last week mm-hmm. and the and the falling out between Mike Shashevsky yes. and Bob Knight after and, the final and, four night two. And Shashevsky's absolutely right. He is. He is. It's 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 Bob Knight did did some great things. He did a lot of bad things. Pushing Sh- the way he treated Shashevsky after he, he was basically just a like a spoiled kid who lost a game. This is the best way for me, and I covered Bob Knight to describe Bob Knight. He demands, demands everybody treat him with respect, yet he shows so little respect for others. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Mace. An historic day in NFL history and an enormous day in Broncos history. Thanks for joining us. We'll try and do better tomorrow. We gon' celebrate your party with you. Come on now. Celebrate.